The Derek and Mike Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. Hit us up on Twitter at Derek and Mike Pod. We're on Instagram now as Derek and Mike, or on our website, DerekandMike.com. My name is Mike, and this is my boy Derek. What's up, Mike? What's up, everybody? We're Derek, on Instagram, huh? We are. We're, we're on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, nice. It's it's this brand new platform. You may have heard of it. Yeah. Um We're 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 really on the on the cutting edge of this new technology. <laughs> Dope. And uh, yeah. So yeah, Instagram. I don't know how much we'll actually do on there, but a lot of people are there. So I figured we'll throw up a couple of things. Um, whatever. I'm not a big social guy, but it's there. We're on there. We'll see if we do anything. So join us. It may be, uh, may be a ton of fun, or it may Derek just be a tumbleweed. Mike. Yeah, under Derek uh, and Mike. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's Derek. our name on Instagram. It's just Derek and Mike. Oh, good. Cool. Uh, and I, I felt the need to uh, clarify that we are two friends doing a podcast and not a gay couple sharing an Instagram account uh, in our bio description. Uh-oh. So Uh-oh. I felt... Uh, Oh, why do you feel slighted? Yeah, come on. You wouldn't be a gay couple with me, Mike? Oh, I totally would. No, no, no. I don't have anything against it. Uh, I'm just, it's we're, we're just not, you know? I just want to clarify um, what we are uh, and that we're a podcast and not a gay couple. But, yeah. you know, we would be yeah. a gay couple. I think we're both open to that. If we were gay, yeah, uh, you'd be a good gay. guy to be gay with, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, you know, if I had to choose, I suppose, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'd you know, pick, actually, because I'm not gay, but... You know what I would I like, like you about you if we were like married is that you're bald, which is a very convenient feature in a mate because I'm the guy who has to clean out the shower drain um, because I'm the guy in the house and my wife has a lot of hair and the things that I fish out of our shower drain sometimes uh, are, uh, suffice to say, horrific. Um, but I think with you... Um, sharing a shower with you, I, I wouldn't have that problem. So that's a nice benefit to being uh, in a gay relationship with my friend Eric. Yeah, well, I, I think you would be surprised uh, because what I don't have on the top of my head, I have plenty of all over my body. Um, oh. We're really shooting for the stars here. We're starting out with uh, talking about being yeah. a gay couple and cleaning out shower drains. Um, <laughs> this is a cringeworthy episode. Is, We're only, yeah. what, two minutes in? <laughs> yeah, why don't we... Uh, Start talking about eating um, Rocky Mountain oysters or something now, too. Oh, uh, no. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I, th- I think, okay, now that you said that, I think I would rather fish out a giant disgusting glob of, of my wife's head hair than a big disgusting glob of Derek's body hair. Yeah. So maybe I was uh, a little quick to assume that, that you would be a good uh, gay partner based on shower drain cloggage. Uh, maybe I had that all wrong. You have that to a hundred percent wrong. You, you should reel that back in. Bassmaster. All right. Well, uh, you know, good thing we're not gay. We don't have to worry about that. You won't be yeah. clogging my drain. <laughs> That's Megan's problem. Shoot. <laughs> oh man. Okay, dude. So, uh, as far as long as we're on like cringe worthy topics, uh, something has been festering in my mind and I want to, I want to talk to you about it. Yeah. So first a story, um, I think I heard it on BBC or read it on BBC. Um, UCLA, 
the college here, the University of California, Los Angeles, is paying out uh, a quarter of a billion dollars to over 200 women who have filed suit or or joined a suit or whatever. They're basically over 200 women claiming to have been sexually abused by a gynecologist, um, a guy named James Heaps, who worked at the UCLA Student Health Center. And yeah. he was working at the college since, um, oh, God, fucking 1983. So he's been there, I don't know, uh, on-campus gynecologist since the early 80s. Wow. And there was, like, claims of sexual abuse abuse by this guy dating all the way back to the 90s. And uh, maybe there's more to the story, but apparently the school didn't do anything about it until, like, 2017. And yikes. Yeah. Um, so this fucking sick pervert working at a college as the campus gynecologist seeing how many thousands or tens of thousands or god knows how many how many college students and just a just a endless track record of sexual abuse and finally all of it has come to play the the school owned up to not doing a good enough job of of policing or regulating or overseeing um this guy's activities and uh i don't know uh, he's finally being brought to justice. So as soon as charges were filed in 2017 or 2018, he uh, conveniently retired. And it's all still currently still undergoing. He's pleading not guilty, and it's all still going through the courts and the whole thing. But the school basically just agreed to pay out a quarter of a billion dollars to over 200 women, which works out to like just over a million bucks a head. I don't know if some get more than others based on severity or or whatever, how that works out. But yeah, just over a million bucks a head to over 200 women for being abused by the on-campus gynecologist. There's got to be some signs that, I mean, there has to be some massive signals throughout that entire period of time. That, well, and apparently they've been getting know. complaints since the 90s. How does that even happen? See, this uh, is the part of the problem in that um, people cover up for other people. They've got to. There's There has to be somebody. Somebody else needs to go down for this, too. It can't just be this guy. Because tell me that the complaints department didn't get a shit ton of this or, you know, HR departments too. Well, they, right. they can be notorious for like covering shit up because just trying to get um, things swept under the rug so that they don't have to, uh, you know, go to court for this or pay pay out. So, but I mean, yeah, the, the continued well, Especially abuse. just PR with, a, with a, a school like UCLA, obviously PR is a, is a consideration and... Um, they're not going to want this kind of thing to get out in the press. You know, this is bad press. Yeah. Well, Same with like the Catholic Church and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just bad press. And there again, uh, you know, some number of perpetrators actually like molesting people um, points to a greater problem of covering up and acceptance and and the institution as a whole just kind of uh, backburnering the whole thing um, or or aiding in some way to where it's really just kind of uh, sickening uh, is, the, is the only word I can just think of that all these women uh, requiring medical care uh, go into the school doctor and, and and this kind of shit happening. I just it just fucking pisses me off, honestly. Yeah, you know, can you tell me what the guy's name is? Because I again, because I think there's always signs, right? There's always signals here. And and you could start well, with the guy's name. Like, let's James let's... James Heaps. Heaps like H like a heap of shit. 
Uh, <laughs> exactly. James Heap of Shit. Yeah. Heaps. That was probably his okay. name in, uh, when he was in college, um, probably being fucking uh, fingered by his coach or something. But, yeah, James Heap of Shit Heaps uh, is the is the gynecologist we're talking about. I mean, you got to wonder, right? Like, I'm sorry, but I got to say it. If you're a male and you want to become a gynecologist, like, that should be your first barrier to not be allowed to be a gynecologist. Ah, I'm so glad you said that. That's you know? my entire thought here. It's like, okay, so what this guy did was <laughs> terrible, but why are men allowed to be gynecologists at all? Like, I want to live in a in a free society where everybody could do any job. Like, I'm okay with, you know, like, I'm, I'm a firm believer in making sure that um, equal opportunity for all races, all sexes, and all that. Like, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of that. But anytime a young medical student, a young male medical student, announces, you know what? I'm really interested in vaginas. I'm going to specialize in vagina inspection. Uh, it seems like the institution as a whole should say, like, yeah, no, no. I, I think you should go a different path. We don't want you... Uh, doing that you're a self-selecting pervert and you've identified yourself and now you're banned from that career path and yeah i might even go as far as to say like maybe no men should be gynecologists i hear you there that and i get you that's a sexist on a thing to say right you're that's getting a terrible, on a terrible thing to say yeah it's a slippery slope i get you there but i do get you um you know it's kind of like adam carolla says where you're at a scout meetup and uh, in two weeks you have uh, a camp that you're going to run and you're with a group of, of dads and you say, okay, who wants to volunteer to take the kids up to camp? And then the first person raises hands. You say, okay, not you. <laughs> who else? <laughs> like, <laughs> who, who else? Who yeah. else? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe men are, are, should be allowed to be gynecologists, but they should be selected. Uh, they should not be able to choose the path on their own. Like any guy who chooses that path on his own is obviously a pervert. Um, oh, Bill, you want to be a gynecologist? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you can't be a gynecologist. Yeah, I mean, it like, just makes that? sense. I, I mean, what kind uh, of? <sighs> well, okay, like, so you're in medical school, right? There's a, there's a lot of of years in in medical school. I really don't know how, but I want to say what there's like eight years of medical school, and then there's even like kind of. Um, internships or they have to serve like in, in, in hospitals or whatever. I'm sure I'm not getting any of that right, but it's, it's like a fucking decade or a better part of a decade, at least of, of schooling to become a doctor. Um, is it any less schooling to become a gynecologist? Like, is it an easy path as opposed to a surgeon or, uh, a, a primary care physician or whatever? Is it like, Oh man, it just, I didn't want to put in the extra years to become a primary care physician or a or a heart surgeon, so I just became a gynecologist. It was easier. Is it that? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine you have to... No, I, I would think you, you got to go to extra school, probably at least another two years on top of your medical degree, minimum two years, maybe well, even more. Well, you're specializing in some really important stuff. So you're obviously not just a vagina inspector. That's a stupid way of, of simplifying and trying to make it funny. But really, you're a specialist in the female reproductive system. So you need to be an expert on... All of the complicated uh, uh, equipment that women are are equipped with to make babies and all of the problems that come right along with all that extra equipment that guys don't have 
And uh, I'm not going to say guys can't understand it because obviously uh, smart medical students are able to understand all sorts of complex um, biology and all that kind of stuff. But it just seems really weird to me. I can't get over the initial hump of why would a guy decide to be a gynecologist for anything other than the obvious perverted uh, reason that I'm assuming. And as a woman, if I was a woman and I had a gynecological appointment, um, I really don't think that I would like a straight man checking out my vagina. Okay. Um, So I hope my wife's not angry about this, but we've talked about it before. And when she was pregnant with both of our boys... She did see um, a really highly referred, recommended, whatever, uh, OBGYN, obstetrician and gynecologist, uh, who's a guy. And he was actually really professional, very cool. Um, But he also had another guy who worked at the same practice. And sometimes they would be a little bit interchangeable on appointments. You'd book an appointment. You may get the primary guy who you are normally seeing, or sometimes you'd get the other guy. And the other guy was a little bit weird and creepy. Um, And I went to all of her appointments with her. I may have only missed one or two between both boys. I I, I wanted to be, like, everywhere all the time. I wanted to see every ultrasound. Like, I was very involved through the whole thing. I loved the whole process. But being there when the the main gynecologist, the main dude, the OBGYN, was totally fine. He never made either one of us uncomfortable. He was super professional, totally fine. Uh, The other guy, like the the... The secondary B-Squad gyno was totally creepy and not in a way of him like being like sexual or whatever to my wife, but he, it almost seemed like he was a really uncool guy and he thought that I was cool and was constantly trying to impress me um, by being funny or just talking about things like a little bit unprofessional or like he'd talk about drinking beer and this and that or trying to make funny jokes. They were off color a little bit. And I was just kind of like, yeah, dude, I don't want to be your friend. Um, yeah. I want you to do a good job and I want you to treat my wife carefully and I want you to give us useful information. And then I want to get the fuck out of here. Like I, I don't I don't want to shoot the shit with you. I have a lot of friends. Um, I don't want to be your friend, you know? That's just was, too awkward right there. That's just It was like, very awkward. Yeah, and you're right. When they start crossing that barrier, it's kind of like, What's he going to say next? Oh, yeah, I'm checking out your wife's vagina. Uh, well, like, yeah. like, I, mean, it's kinda, like yeah, I, I don't want to talk know? to you about any of that, okay? Yeah. No, and, I want you to be very scientific about what you're doing because what you're doing is very uncomfortable um, for her especially and also for me sitting next to you watching you do it. Uh, if you could please try to be as scientific and nerdy as possible, that would make me feel a little better. Yeah, there's just so much to unpack right here. But I'm, you know... If you're a gynecologist and you're not married and you're not gay, like I'm probably a little bit much more suspicious and you don't have kids. I'm I'm probably a lot more suspicious. Like, how can you tell me like, oh, I'm just passionate about female reproductive science? Like, really, dude? You're not married. You don't have kids. Are you super passionate about it or are you just here to, uh, you know, check chicks out? Is that what you're doing? I think that's what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, because, like, let's flip it in reverse. Let's say that there was such thing as a penisologist. There's a urologist. I, I, they're, they're a female urologist, so that's that's a great uh, um, comparison. they penisologists? No, yeah, yeah, I think they're called, like... Uh, uh, yeah, urologist, huh? <laughs> yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dix, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, they get to uh, check the butt, too, don't they? Yeah. No, no, no. That's a proctologist. So that was, <laughs> that was going through my them. mind, too. This has gone through my mind for days, Derek. It's been festering in my mind, so I'm thinking, like, okay, like, who are these creepy fucks? And then I even went the next way, like, okay, so a female urologist. I don't feel weird or creepy about a female urologist in the least. Because I'm very sure that no woman is like, yeah, I love dick so much that I'm, I'm going to go and make a profession out of checking them out. Like, checking out a dick is never a tough thing for a woman to do. I mean, if she wants to go, you know, uh, see a dude's dick, there, there's, there's plenty of uh, dudes willing to participate, right? So it's just a different dynamic. Uh, there's no suspicion of a, of a female urologist being in the business to just grope dudes or check dudes out. And... Uh, uh, I also feel like if a, if a, a good-looking urologist was a little creepy in that sense, most dudes would probably be like, "Hey, that was kind of a cool visit," you know? Yeah, um, they don't have to wait ten years of med- to go through medical school in order to get to the prize, right? No, can, yeah, no, not at all. They can just night, go to a bar and just be open bar. to talk. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's super easy for them. So it's a totally different dynamic. Um, but then you scratch the surface of a whole new topic of proctology. Uh, Here's a guy or gal uh, that decided, you know what I'm interested in? Buttholes. Butts. Butts. Let me in like, that butt. Man, I want to <laughs> specialize in buttholes. That's, that's, my, that's my passion. I'm passionate about buttholes. Drop what? your pants, turn around. Let's oh, get man. In that bad boy. This is what I put in a decade of schooling and a small fortune of student loans into. Uh, now's the payoff. Pull on my little rubber glove and snap. Time to go to work. <laughs> ah, weird, man. I mean, thank God for them because there are some problems that, that appear in the butt. And we need a, a, a trained professional to inspect our buttholes. Like, right, they, they detect hernias by doing the whole finger in the butt thing. Um, there's there's rectal cancer that's really, really fucking scary because that, that's apparently a really aggressive, terrible one to get. Um, so I'm glad that butt doctors exist. I'm just, I'm just curious about the thought process of choosing that path in life, of saying I'm going to specialize in buttholes. Yeah, it's a tough call, man. I, uh, I'm with you, though. Like, you know, if Megan was insistent on, on going to a guy that was a gynecologist and he's renowned, like you're saying, yeah, of course, you know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there are experts in the field and you want the biggest expert in the field. Um, she does currently have a woman gynecologist or no, I think the person that checks her out is a woman. Um, and I don't know if she could, I think she would have a difficult time with that. And I'm not saying that that there's anything wrong with somebody who wouldn't have a difficult time the other way because it it should be a professional process. It's all only a professional process. But but you're right, man. I I just I just don't buy probably like sixty percent of these people who just want to get up in a vagina. Um, and especially yeah. like if they look creepy, like ooh, like I just couldn't imagine yeah. having to deal with that. With no those stirps that they have to put on or whatever they got to spread them and. Yeah, um, yeah, no, and, uh, yeah. The whole, the whole thing just seems super weird. And then, and, and then you saying that uh, it just sparked another thought I hadn't even thought of. Yeah, I've been, I've been pondering on this for days. But by having a female gynecologist, um, you're more likely to get someone with small hands, and that's that's a good thing, you know. I mean, you don't want like a big burly dude with like sausage fingers um, 
inspecting you. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Like like a small Asian lady with tiny slender fingers yeah. or something is what I think would be ideal when someone is going to be um, putting them in you. And whether that's gynecology or um, probably shit, dude, especially uh, proctology, where, I mean, what if you had to, what if you had a problem in your butthole, right? And you have to go see a proctologist. You're, you're already not looking forward to this appointment at all, probably dreading it. Uh, you're just like, oh my God, I got to go get like some doctor is going to stick their fingers in my butt. And then you walk into the waiting room uh, or the little room or whatever. And the nurse says like, oh, okay, hold on, doctor, be with you in just a minute. And then the door opens and like Shaquille O'Neal walks in. And he's just got these giant hands that are bigger than your foot, you know? You're like, uh, no, this this ain't going to work. That's not what you want when you've got a proctology appointment. Yeah, that would, uh, yeah, ooh. Dude, I mean, he'd be, like, performing the shack crack on you, you know? Like, oh, man, that would be uh, terrible. And, and um, yeah, there again, what you would want is... Well, okay, dude, so if you had to go to a proctologist, would you want a guy proctologist or a girl proctologist? I think probably a guy, I think, just because, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It, just because, I would be really embarrassed to have a female proctologist. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah. someone's got to stick their fingers in my butt. Some trained professional has to inspect my butthole. Uh, I think I would be so embarrassed about having a female do it, I would prefer a guy, but I can't honestly say that I would... I would because I, I, I just can't decide to want anyone sticking their fingers in my butthole. Yeah, and then, like, you, you walk in there, and what if, like, she's, like, a pretty and younger than you are or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, no, I'd be like, uh, no, I just can't. I just can't, no. Yeah, that that just... Uh, and then what if she was, like, cracking jokes and, and getting all personal? <laughs> no no pun before intended. She gets, it's like, hey, I don't need any foreplay. I don't actually uh, want to even have a discussion. I just want a, a guy that I would have uh, no proclivity to, or she would have, he would have no proclivity to me. And yeah, just I want like get a it, tiny, tiny. Do you have any dwarves on staff? Do you have any uh, dwarf uh, doctors um, who can perform this inspection? That's that's a marketing idea. We have dwarf proctologists. <laughs> Dwarfs kind of have thick fingers, though, so I don't know if the smallness of the hands is really everything. I mean, girth is certainly a factor, so you're not going to want really thick fingers. What you want is, like, tiny, slender fingers, like, like uh, uh, I mean, God, I don't want to sound racist, but I instantly think of, like, an Asian. You want, like, tiny Asian hands, I think. I think that's what you want. I'm sorry, Asians, but your hands are perfect for proctology. Yeah, no, I made that mis- I think I told you I made that mistake. Uh, I'm, I'm about to jump us. To to a different topic here. Unfortunately. Oh come on! We can, we can come, come on, back dude. though. We can come back. Um, but at the time where I was like, the plane was almost full. Nobody was sitting next to me, and I was like, I just want a smaller Asian woman to sit next to me because yeah. they're the best. Like they're they, small. They really they're not are. gonna you know be all pouring into your seat. And they're then very, right, they're very right polite and quiet. That. You know, there's no, there's never any like belligerent Asians. I, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think it exists in their culture. Like they're very soft spoken. They're very respectful and polite. They keep to themselves for a lot of the time. Um, uh, right. I, I mean, maybe I'm being racist by saying that they're so polite and nice, but I don't know. Can you be racist in a good way? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, is it racism to even talk about racism in a way? I mean, and then 
kind of is, you know, right? Yeah. But uh, to, to categorize things like that, um, yeah. But it's but you know nobody can really deny that. Like, um, so yeah, she like right. Of course, right when I said that, I got a about a four hundred pound man who was a truck driver, um, who had probably been like praying to Jesus before he got on the plane, saying, uh, uh, "I hope the person I sit next to doesn't hate me." Um, and I felt bad for him too, but man, that was uh, a very uncomfortable flight. Yeah. That's a tough Ooh. thing. You know, when you're a really, really big guy, you know, you're big, um, and you got to fly somewhere, you know? So it's not like he's just out there, uh, encroaching on other people's space for fun. I'm sure he doesn't appreciate or enjoy it at all, you know, but, uh, the fact remains that he's enormous and the seats were not made for a guy of his size. So when he sits down next to you, uh, I'm sure he feels bad. You know, uh, you certainly feel bad because now the space that you purchased is uh, suddenly much smaller. And um, I don't know, the four-hour flight to New York is suddenly much longer. Yep. Uh, that's sad. Yeah. You know, uh, back to this heaps guy, I kind of want to see a picture of him. You know, uh, look I wonder him up. if he like looks clean. Yeah, look okay. him up. I've got my laptop propped up in like a vertical position, so if I type, it's it's kind of like I'm tapping on a wall. It's it's very uh, it's very difficult. So. Yeah, if you could be our live research correspondent here on the show, sure. that would be much more convenient. Yeah, so look up James Heaps, UCLA. Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. James Heap of Shit Heaps of UCLA. And uh, Dr. James a, Heaps. Oh, I'm sure he can strip the doctor now. I'm sure he's not a doctor anymore. I'm sure, he's the, an uh, old man. He's yeah, yeah. Well, he man. started practicing back in the early 80s. He's been, he's been, uh, He's been uh, predator. How come I can't think of the right word? He's been um, predatoring. No. What, what do you say? He's been praying. Oh, there you go. Duh. He's been praying on women since the early '80s. Wow, I'm stupid. He's got a goatee. He's like oh, sixty with a goatee. Dude, you walk in and see a gynecologist with a goatee. Like that guy's trying to be cool. That's not cool. Yeah. Oh, no. You know, he, he looks a little innocent in some of these things. He got away with it. Uh, he's a. Uh, wolf and sheep's clothing here. Oh. Um, I see a picture here. He he looks kind of like a semi-pleasant individual, but oh. um, all right. He's just yeah, like here. Like I'm not threatening. Uh, put your feet in these stirrups. Yeah, he's kind of like the serial killer, you know, with an unsuspecting neighbor mm. who's been killing people for the last thirty years. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone who knew him, and now they're being interviewed by local news stations. He's they're probably like, yeah, we knew Doctor Heaps. He was you know just a nice, quiet guy, kept to himself. Uh, seemed nice to us. Oh, here he is. He's holding his wife's hand. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Uh, I'm sure he's not married anymore either. He's probably not a doctor. Probably not married. Yeah. Holy cow. Wow. Um. Yeah. There was no indication here. I'm kind of surprised because sometimes there's indication. You know, there's sometimes there's indication in the name. You know, it's like. Uh, I mean, how funny was it when, um, uh, Anthony Weiner like got busted for like. <laughs> Posting Taking, dick pics. Poking, yeah. Posting dick pics. You You're know? just like, of course, of course, this creepy guy named Wiener uh, yeah. is, is texting <laughs> pictures of his dick. Is anyone surprised? Why didn't we expect this? We should have just arrested him preemptively before any pics were sent. Like, no, 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 Mr. Wiener, you are... You're a pro it's, it's kind of interesting, too, that a guy named Wiener was able to begin a political career, like... How do you launch that career? I mean, when you're running for like local city council or like the mayor of your town, you know, your first steps of political career, and uh, he's out there posting signs around the neighborhood that's like, vote Wiener, I'm your man. 
Totally. I mean, sometimes the universe gives you signs like that. Yeah. Your name's Wiener. You're not a politician. Just go and, uh, I don't know, be a urologist. See, urology would be a great path for Anthony Wiener because then you're just like, hey, come see Dr. Wiener, the best urologist in California. Like, all right, I'll go see Dr. Wiener. He was born for this. And then last week, there's a story that says, FBI raid at NSA employees' home reveals over 16 million dick pics. Guess what her name was? What? Hillary Wang. Wow. It just hands it to you. It just gives it to you. Wow. I mean, yeah. Wow. Okay, wait. So she, okay, she's obviously not taking her own dick pics. Is she the recipient of 16 million dick pics? Or uh, I need more. Well, so she worked at the NSA, right? So obviously oh, she oh, has oh, oh. access to the uh, the NSA database. Oh, so, so Agent she just... Wang busted Wiener and found 16 million dick pics. No. Uh, Hillary Wang uh-huh. is is the person that had the dick pics. Well, okay. She's not taking them of her own dick. So no, no. How are these 16 million dick pics acquired? Are they 16 million different dicks? Is like the whole world oh, yeah. sending this chick yeah. dick pics and I just feel uh-huh. left out? Or, Well, no, no. She's at the NSA, right? They have pictures. They have all the pictures on your phone probably right now. They're probably like okay. Rolodexing them and looking at them right now. So if you have dick pics on your phone... They're not just on your phone. There's the NSA, too. Oh, like she and, was an and, NSA agent, and she collected yeah. these 16 million dick pics personally and had her own stash of 16 million dick pics. Yeah, I have the headline here. It says, FBI raid at NSA employee's home reveals over 16 million, quote-unquote, dick pics. So she works at, at the NSA, and she has access to all dude. of these different captured dick pics that they're collecting from perverts around the world. And she's... Well, you really have to be a pervert to have a dick pic if nobody's ever taken a dick pic uh, Well, I think by definition, yeah. if you take a dick pic, you're kind of a pervert. Um, not, mean, that, not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you start sending it to people, that's a little weird. But, I yeah, mean, hell, yeah, you, know, you, you send it to your wife as a joke or something. Like, hey, have a nice day at work, honey. Dick pic. That's kind of funny. Well, Mike, you're like Missionary Mary over here. Shit. You've never <laughs> taken a dick pic before? Uh, I, I'm, I'm surmising that you certainly have. Maybe once or twice, and that's uh, it. I'm have you ever like, sent it to anybody? No, no, fuck no. And and you know. So what you're saying is that, so what you're saying is your dick is not one of these 16 million uh, on Probably. Mrs. Wang's hard drive. Probably it's not. Um, I, don't, I have a feeling that dick pics uh, are not rare. I have a feeling that many people. So have do you think they have taken dick pics? And maybe they don't even have to be sent. Like maybe just the act of taking a dick pic on your phone and you're connected to the cloud on your phone. So maybe there's NSA software that can identify it as that's a penis and instantly like stores it away in dick pic file. And then Mrs. Wang like adds it to her collection. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, that's what happened. Okay, so she's obviously super into dicks. Like she's collected a a, a database (laughs) of 16 million dick pics. Um, to, <laughs> why would you want that many dick pics? Like, are they that different? Are you looking through going like, oh, now that's a nice one. Like, you've got 16 million. How different can they be? How many dick pics does Wang need? Well, you know, it When could. does it end, Derek? When do you have enough? She's insatiable. She's incorrigible. I need more dick. I need five dicks a night. <laughs> I've only got 16 million. I need more dick pics. More dick pics, show them to me. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it could also be that they're held, they they could be used for ransom. Like, hey, uh, 
Hey, Mike Kazi. Uh, oh. Just to let you know, we here's a sampling of five dick pics that you took on your phone last week. If you would like to never see these again, uh, oh. send me five hundred dollars. <laughs> it could be like one of these new. Oh, dude, that'd be a great idea for a new phone scam. You could just like randomly call people and just be like, "Hey, calling from the dick pic department of the NSA. We have your dick pic." <laughs> You're going to have to uh, uh, pay us $5,000 in Bitcoin, or we are going to uh, post it to everyone you know. We have your Facebook password, your Instagram password, your Twitter password. We know your mom. We're going to show everyone this dick pic, unless you give us five grand in Bitcoin right now. You yeah, have 24 hours. That would be frightening. You just send the pic like, hey, does this dick look familiar? <laughs> if so. <laughs> oh, my God. You get it in your email, and you're just like, oh, shit. Who, where? How did... How did how did they find that? Where did I, I never sent that to anybody? I just took it. Oh fuck! Where did they find that? Yeah, you got to be careful nowadays, man. I think everything yeah. everything is recorded. There is not one byte I think sent across the internet which is oh, not like so, somewhere so here, stored. So here's the move, then, dude. Polaroid. You need to do dick yeah. pics with a Polaroid. That's right. Yep. That's that's yep. the move. I don't even know if they make Polaroids anymore, if you can still find one. But if you can go on, like, eBay and buy some, like, old dated Polaroid and still get, like, you know, film cartridges or those little picture uh, fill, uh, fillers, then there you go, dude. You are you are uh, undercover dick picking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and, you know, don't name it Polaroid anymore. Call it the dick pic camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to uh, no, create no, no. dick pics. Still- Still Polaroid, but it'll be like P-O-L-E dash Aroid. Pole Aroid. Yeah. Come on. Come on. I want credit for that. Because the roids could be used for the for your ass too, like your hemorrhoids. I'm trademarking that, everybody. Butt, don't yeah. don't fucking don't don't type Polaroid. That's mine. Pole. Pole or roids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sixteen. Oh god. Where do, how do we get into picks. this shit, Mike? How uh, do how we do we get into this? anything, dude? I don't know. We're just so uh, immature, and I love it. I wouldn't change sixteen million. Thing. I just can't wrap my mind around the useless quantity of dick pics. Like, dude, wouldn't a hundred be enough? Like, if you're into it, like a hundred dick pics is plenty to flip through when you're feeling like looking at penises. You're just like, ah, I need to see a penis right now. And if you have a collection of a hundred dick pics, that should be enough, right? How different can they be? I said it before, but I just, I don't know. I just can't. Well, uh, I can't yeah, I mean, having he, 16 million. Shit, even well, a thousand. Me, yeah, she's probably selling them to another government or something. I, I would be interested <laughs> to know if there was an, if the names of the people were attached to that oh shit. Oh, my God. Like, she's in the black like, market dick pic business. Yeah, oh she sent it to Russia. Like, uh, hey, uh, hey, Russia, how much uh, how much for God. per dick pic? Oh, and then, then they can maybe they can, like, uh, use uh, dick pic. Uh, recognition software to find out like I mean if you have 16 million chances are one of those dicks is going to end up trying to like run for government you know what I mean and maybe that's how Anthony Weiner got busted or whatever like okay so he oh, finally yeah. decides to become a, a politician and uh, this Wang lady with, with the monstrous collection of dick pics just goes I have an Anthony Weiner dick pic in my collection and she's able to leverage that uh, gem within her collection for uh, either political clout pushing agenda or flat out just, you know, extortion. Very well could be. Yeah. Oh. She's just like uh No, I'm sorry. That dick pic matches perfectly um, yeah. Anthony Weiner. The head pattern is identical and undisputably Anthony Weiner's Weiner. 
Look at the veins right here. The veins match perfectly. Oh you God. can't deny oh. that's your dick pic. <laughs> oh, man. Here we are. Yeah, and here, here we, we are. are talking about dicks. And, Who uh, wants to look at dicks anyway? Holes. I mean, I'm not a gay guy, so I don't really get yeah. it or whatever. But dicks are not an attractive piece of the anatomy. It's not like, uh, I don't know, maybe women feel differently. Obviously, Mrs. Wang feels differently. I'm sure she would disagree with me. She seems very into uh, dick pics. But it just seems like an an ugly appendage, uh, the dick. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, no I mean, it, that. I don't even think straight women really enjoy looking at it. They're just kind of like, yeah, turn the lights down, uh, stay under the covers. Like, we can have sex. Sex is great, but I don't really want to see it. It's this big, weird thing flopping around, poking at me. You know, like, uh, they really want to see it? I don't think yeah. so. No, uh, there was a comedian that said something about that. Like, man, if you could do that, you're just like a champ. You're just like... <laughs> yeah. How do you do that? How do you do something like that and uh, go down and do business? And you, know. <laughs> you do business. How do you do your thing looking at that one-eyed monster? Yeah. Ah, man. Well, I would say everyone has turned off our podcast by now, Derek. I think <laughs> I think we've officially uh, disgusted everyone. We found a way to be racist, sexist, and disgusting in a very short period of time. I'm proud of us. I don't see how we could dig the ditch even deeper. Like I'm trying to think, like what what could we do to make it worse? And I don't really think I know <laughs> we, of anything. We've hit bottom. We've hit the bottom of the barrel. We bottomed out. I don't yes. know. I'm, I'm I'm still having trouble wrapping my mind around the uh, the immensity of Wang's uh, dick pic collection. I, I'm 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 impressed. I'm shocked and impressed. Well, working the NSA, you know, it's probably just like. Um, do you have a picture? Of what? What's her name? Mary Wang? Charlotte Wang? What was her name? Hillary Wang. Hillary Wang. Do you have a picture of her? Yeah, I do. All mm -hmm. right. Uh, post that on our Twitter. That's remarkable. I mean, whether she's a yeah. good person or a bad person, she's acquired an incredible collection of something. Uh, I mean, if that was like carousel horses or, uh, you know, fucking lighthouse figurines, that would be an incredible world-renowned collection. 16 million items in a collection is is vast and uh yeah she's chosen to collect something a little bit uh illicit but uh an impressive feat nonetheless to acquire 16 million of anything yeah now here's here's the thing that i'm worried about like is that gonna be deemed racist i mean the facts are the facts don't get me wrong she is an asian woman that is named oh. hillary wang and oh. she had she was busted with 16 million dick pics but like being a white guy and posting that right now, I don't want the Homeland Security to come and beat down my door. <laughs> uh, sign my name on it. At the bottom, just put dash Mike, like how we, we sign our own tweets. I'll post it through your fingers. Um, okay. Through your uh, not well-suited for proctology fingers. Uh, go ahead and type it. Throw my name on there. I don't care if okay. anyone finds it racist. It's imperative that we share with the world that a woman named Wang has collected 16 million dick pics. Yeah, it's no, not no, my fault. Not, it's not collected. Fault. Not collected. Embezzled, she she, <laughs> she she embezzled sixteen million dick pics from her place of employment. They yeah. they have such an abundance that she was able to siphon off so many dick pics that she acquired a collection of sixteen million. Wow! She she usurped them like a champ. She usurped them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is uh, I mean, some people just steal like pens from work. Uh, she was like, no, no, not me. I'm taking dick pics home. And uh, she would have gone undetected 
How did they find her? How did this come to a head? <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> how did this? How did this pan out? You know, like was she bragging about it at the water cooler at work or something? Was she just like, hey, how many dick pics do you got? Oh, 400? Oh, that's cute. Yeah. No, that's cute. That's that that's a, that's a weekend for me. Uh I've got 16 million. So, yeah. Yeah, kind no of a shit, big deal. Huh? Man, that is just yeah, phenomenal. Like um yeah, I I don't know. Uh you're you're like I got I got nothing. I I, I, got, I got I got nothing. I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, sixteen million. I mean, I wonder how many did. I guess here's the question: Did she get them all? Like, it sounds like okay. So there's sixteen oh. million. Oh. Are they unique dick pics? I would imagine maybe Ooh. they are unique dick pics. So you have sixteen million. And I you bet have they have cross-checking software to make sure there aren't any duplicates in there. I mean, that's pretty standard in like Google Photos. Even is like, hey, do you want to clean out your duplicate photos? I'm sure the NSA has duplicate dick pic eradication methods. They're pretty dialed in by now. Dick pic's been around a while. Yeah, and 16 million is a sizable portion of the population. If you think about 350 million people in the United States population, which yeah. is probably every, you know, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like a third or anything like that. It's like, what, one eighth, uh, maybe? Dude, it's, but still, it's, one eighth of the people, or whatever that number is, maybe one sixth or something, uh, of the people, uh, she's got the dick pics for you. If you got a face to match that, man, you were just like uh, sitting pretty on uh, Man. a bunch of a mountain of dicks. Did she sit around like joke at him, like flip through him with friends while they're having wine or whatever on the weekend? They're just like, look at this guy. Oh, man, he's like an elevator button. And I keep flipping through like, oh, my God, look at this guy. I would totally go out with this guy. Wow, that's that's something. Yeah, she's probably got on a slideshow, huh? Ooh, what if just she has like, like a uh, rating system where she'll like kind of filter them by quality, but, you know, based on... I don't know, so many different pieces of criteria. Yeah, like hot or not. She yeah. She puts the dick pics up there. And Dude, she should run made... a website. She can make all kinds of ad revenue by uploading all those to a website. Uh, I mean, you know, it would just, she, it could be like wangswangs.com. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> and uh, she would have just uh, an endless supply of hot or not dick pics. Um, she's missing a huge revenue opportunity right here. Well, maybe the the FBI ruined it for her, I guess. Maybe that was her plan. Maybe that's how, uh, maybe when she applied for the domain name, they were like, ah, we're on to you. Yeah, we've yeah. read stories wangs, about wangs. you at work, Wang. Wangs, 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 wangs. Com. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe it was like, like wangswangs.gov. We got to move in. We got to move in now. Yeah. She got wangs, wangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Man, I'm impressed. I think she is a... A real visionary, a real entrepreneur, a really intrepid dick pic collector. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Mm. And you know, sometimes the universe gives you those signs. You know, like with her name, you know, and it's like, of course, of course, she had the dick pics. You know, it's like Anthony Weiner showing his <laughs> dick all the time. Yeah, of you course know, he did. That was the talk with whatever other whatever other agent like broke the story wide open, just like oh. Uh, this person has 16 million dick pics they stole from from our office. Oh, oh, and it's Wang down the hall. Of course. How could I not see that coming? <laughs> of course, it's Wang. No one's surprised by that. Yeah. Oh, and the nice... universe is like, duh! I fucking I gave it to you. 
It was <laughs> right there her. out in the open, yeah. stupids. Yeah, God's like, I named her Wang. God, you idiots. Like, <laughs> what more do you need here? Jeez, it took you like 11 years to find find out Wang was collecting Wangs. Jeez, really teed this one up for you. This was simple. And this is the NSA. This isn't like, uh, um, you know, Mayberry Police Department or something. This is the National Security Agency here. My God. It, it makes me like there will never be a time if somebody tells me their last name of either Wang or Wiener where I'm not going to have a predisposition to thinking that they're some kind of dick aficionado. <laughs> so you know? so Wang is, I think, a really common uh, last name, right, in Asian cultures. I don't know if it's mostly oh, Chinese yeah, or Japanese. I, I really don't know. I'm totally mm-hmm. ignorant. So, I mean, I just know there are a lot of people named Wang out there. So it's yeah. inevitable that soon at some point in your life you will encounter someone, um, either in person or via email, that's named Wang. And when you do, I challenge you, sir, to reply mm. immediately and just say, oh, Wang, how many dick pics do you have? <laughs> and just and just zip it and wait for an now, answer. Now, see, that would be termed racist right there. That would be construed as racist, I think. <laughs> but no, it's not like be... Wang as an Asian name. It's just like Wang as in Wang. Like, clearly, hey, you're a Wang you. collector. How many you got? What are you up to? I get you, but have you uh, stuck your finger up up to the wind lately? Uh, being a white guy and, and assuming that a, an Asian person's name is Wang and associated with dicks is not going to be very beneficial for your no, career. No, I think it would be racist <laughs> if I met an Asian person and I assumed their name was just Wang. Like, oh, you're Asian. You must be Wang. Uh, that would be racist, but if they tell me, oh, your name is Wang, we've already cleared up that your name's Wang, how many dick pics do you have? I, now I'm just assuming they've got them because their name's Wang. That's not racist. That's just uh, wordplay. Yeah, okay. No, I'm with you. I, I, I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> I'm it's practicing wrong my court either defense way here. because we're, we're all equally affected by the uh, surnames that represent phallic symbols. Ah. Um, if you have one, you're you're suspect to me. I don't care what race that you're from. Doesn't um, matter. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what about the legendary football player Dick Butkus? Oh yeah, Dick Butkus. Uh, now that's a name, there, dude. Um, I think when he was younger, the name Dick was not associated with like, uh, you know, dicks. It was just short for Richard. Really common. Um, so I don't know when Dick became slang for penis, but at some point during his life, because he's still alive, it certainly became evident that his, uh, name was penis, but he decided to keep it. Uh, he's an old school guy, tough as fucking nails. So I don't know that anyone has ever, uh, made fun of that to his face or if they had, they probably didn't live to tell the tale. I would certainly not make fun of Dick Butkus to his face. Um, but here, uh, on a nameless, faceless uh, totally cowardly podcast. I will totally make fun of his name, and it's a funny name. What are you gonna do? It's Dick Butt Kiss. Like, wow, uh, that sounds like you're trying to make up a cartoon character with a funny name. Um, I don't know that you could do any better. Well, you're not getting away from it in high school. There's no way. I don't well, care. Even I think in high school though, it wasn't it wasn't like slang for for a penis though. So it had I don't. To I, don't, be. Uh, I don't know when it. I don't know when it became. Uh, slang for penis. Can you Google that? When did dick become slang for penis? Uh, because back in the in, in back in the day, dude, dick was a very common um, shortening or nickname for Richard. And if it was slang for penis, I don't think that many guys would have been quick to go by dick. 
Okay, the term came associated with penis through the usage by men in the military around the 1880s. Whoa, okay. I am. I stand corrected, sir. Yeah. All right. I think Dick Dick was... Uh, 1880s. All right, yeah. so... Uh, wow. So, in like... 1869 slang dictionary offered definitions of dick, including a riding whip. <laughs> oh, okay. A riding whip. So it was referring to And an abbreviation their... of dictionary. Huh? Oh, uh, no, come on. No and, one uses an it as an abbreviation of the dictionary. Like, ah, I looked it up in the oh, dick. Well, oh, yeah. Dick. No, oh, come on. check out the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I, hey, it's a good excuse to use it now. I don't know what that hey, word means. Oh, yeah, check go look it up the in dick. the dick. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that's, <it> <laughs> that's, that's, that's real common. People do that. Yeah, that exists. Yeah, what do you mean you're firing me? I was just telling him to go look it up in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> haven't you ever heard that expression it's common slang look it up in it's, the dick it's on wikipedia take me to court i'm ready <laughs> i think it would fly but you'd still get fired yeah oh man yeah that's bullshit dude that's not slang no one's ever used that they made that up in the mid 17th century dick became slang for a man as a sexual partner okay oh go oh, get your dick. oh like a bow like oh he's he's my bow he's Use my dick. All right. Yeah. All right. That's okay. Wow. Look at it. For example, in the 1665 satire, wow. The English Rogue by Richard Head. <laughs> Born for this. Of course. Richard Head. God dick has a great Head. sense of humor. I love him. Ri- I don't Richard believe in Head him, but is, I love him. Yeah. I mean, right? Dick Head, Richard Head. Oh, I come mean, on. It doesn't, yeah. It the guy's itself. Yeah. The guy's it name just, is Head. He's like, of course I make dick jokes. My name's Head. The English Rogue by Richard Head. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit, I missed it. His name's Richard Head? Yeah, Richard Head. Ah, he's my new yes. favorite historical figure. I love this guy. His name's Dick Head? Dude, I got to read this sentence again because it's just it just writes itself. It's just too <laughs> uncanny. Yeah. I, can't, I can't take it. Oh, my In God. In the mid-17th century, wow. Dick became slang for a man as a sexual partner. For example... In the 1665 satire, The English Rogue, by Richard Head. Nice. A dick procured to impregnate a character that is having difficulty conceiving. Uh, and then it, gives, it says, The next dick I picked up for her was a man of a color as a Contrary to the former, I don't know what the fuck that means. That means as I light as to dark, someone of a of a different color than the first guy. Probably I went and found a black guy because uh, she the, the white guy wasn't getting it done. That's what it sounds oh, like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they could just say it that way. Come on, dickhead! Yeah, You're a right. terrible writer. Yeah, right. This is just yeah. <laughs> well, it was as the light 1600s. is to darkness, being swarthy, swarthy, mm. whose hair was as black as a slow. Wow. Well. This is, we're really getting into some Middle English here. Yeah. Um, middle statured, well set, both strong and active, a man so universally tried, T-R-Y-E-D, and so fruitfully successful that there was hardly any female within 10 miles gotten with a child and hugger-mugger. What? What are we talking but, about here? Is this English? <laughs> this is English in 1665. All right. But he was more than suspected to be father of all the legitimate. All right, so this guy yes. was throwing dick all over the place, uh, knocked up all the chicks <laughs> around the neighborhood, is, is essentially what we're saying. And uh, 
this lady was trying to get pregnant. Some dude wasn't getting it done, so they went and got this guy. Uh, fucking, uh, he reminds me of a. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I can't think of his name. I'm blanking on his name, dude. Um Tracy. Uh Dick Tracy? No, no, the comedian, the the black comedian guy who got in a really bad car oh. accident. Um yeah, uh ah, God damn it, dude. I'm stupid. Uh he got like a Walmart truck um crashed into him and he got a huge payout. And um now I'm just killing my point. Uh, because yeah, Tracy I know Morgan. Who you're talking about that, yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, um, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, dude. So his whole thing is just like, oh, he walks into a party and there's chicks everywhere. He'd be like, I'm gonna get all these chicks pregnant. <laughs> so, that, that was my terrible joke that dragged on too long. But that's that's this guy that they're talking about. He's he's just freaking. He's just uh, planting seed all over his uh, surrounding gardens. Go him. Yeah, gotten within the chop. Got any female within what ten context? miles. What context do they use hugger mugger? hugger mugger? What the hell is that? Yeah, that's what I was trying to... I, I don't know. Right. Um, it says that there was hardly any female within 10 miles gotten with child in hugger mugger. In hugger, hugger I'm scared mugger. to look that one up. I'm yeah. scared to even repeat that. It just doesn't sound very good. I need to know. I think maybe... Okay, here's my guess. Is that uh, woman... Uh, all the women around in 10 miles uh, were with child by hugger mugger means maybe like out of wedlock by like illicit... Um, uh, fornication or whatever, like basically like knocking boots and behind the house kind of deal with, with this dude. Well, it says in hugger mugger. Oh, in any hugger female mugger. within ten miles <laughs> gotten with child in hugger mugger. Yeah, we need to know. Okay, so I'm yeah, looking look that one up. up. Okay. We're going down a rabbit hole here, dude. Okay, hugger mugger definition and meaning. Okay, this is Merriam-Webster, so don't blame me. Oh, you looked it up in the dick. In the dick. <laughs> Check it out in the dick. Go look in the dick. Look up hugger mugger in the dick, Derek. Yeah, it's there in the dick. What? It's in the dick. Go look in the dick. You need to see a urologist. Go flip the to the dick. Go flip to in the middle of the dick. Oh, man. Open up the dick and learn something. Okay, hugger mugger is not as bad as it sounds. It just means secrecy. Oh, okay. It's a funnier in way. Hugger mugger. Like, oh, in the hugger mugger. Like, oh. Um, that's almost like, uh, uh, Hillary Wang building up in, uh, an impressive collection of dick pics in the hugger mugger. In the hugger mugger. Ooh. All right. Did she do it in hugger mugger? No, she did it out in the open. She was super proud of her dick pic collection. She, Holy she, shit. <laughs> it was a traveling dick pic display. We need to talk to Richard Head about this immediately. <laughs> Mr. Head, we need your expertise. Okay, how can I help here tonight? <laughs> That's how he talks. Yeah, now from the 1600s. <laughs> Cordial <laughs> greeting to you, sir. Dickhead here at your service. That's that's my best oh, 1600s dickhead uh, impression. How was it? It was good. Thanks. Was good. I've been working on it. Yeah. I'm workshopping oh, it. Oh, mighty, mighty. Uh, henceforth, we will inquire with Richard Head. <laughs> he is the... Uh, trusted confidant when it comes to dick. (laughs) (laughs) And when I say dick, I mean penis, not dictionary. (laughs) I'm sure many of you think I mean dictionary because it's such common slang, but no, (laughs) I mean penis. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, dude, no one's ever called a dictionary a dick. Oh, uh, my God. This is so funny. This is my favorite episode so far, I think. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to like it. Oh, yeah. but I'm having so much fun doing <laughs> said, it. We've said dick in this episode like a fucking billion times. We should count it. We should go back and listen to this entire episode and just like get a little like dickometer and see how many times we say the word dick. Uh, like maybe yeah. one of those like little uh, golf swing clickers where every time you swing, you click it, you know, and uh, we'll get a count and we'll just name the episode that. It'll just be like, you know, 1746. Like, oh, why'd you name it that? Dicks. You'll see. Yeah. Thousand dicks. Ten thousand dicks. Sixteen million dicks. <laughs> and by dicks, we mean human penis. Not a plethora Not a dictionary. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. So does that guy have a name, the dude that, that uh, Dick Head is talking about in that story from the 1600s? Did he name this uh, fucking... Um, Coxman, who is like, <laughs> who's, uh, who's just freaking impregnating every lady in the neighborhood. Has he got no, a name? Just, I need to know this guy's says, name. He should be he should be a timeless character. Um, you know, like like uh, like Macbeth or any of the well known characters from some of our 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 human masterpieces of literature. Um, this guy deserves to be known. Maybe he's like Don Juan or something. Oh, <laughs> Was, wasn't Don? Wasn't there like a ladies' man, Don Juan or something that? Yeah, like just yeah, Don Juan DeMarco. I think the well, this guy could be like Dong Long. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that would be a fun job, man. Just naming pornos all day. You know, I think we could do that. D- like, hey. Oh, oh yeah, that would be fun. Like sometimes Dong, it Long. seems like they put very little effort into it. You know, it's just like Ass Master Four. Like, all right, that's. Not creative, um, as a master. But I do like when they when they do like um, movie remakes when it's a famous movie or whatever, and then they kind of tweak the title to be more porn oriented or whatever. Or then even the actors are kind of you know half ass like wearing costume and and playing scenes from the movie, but really they're just finding scenarios where they can fuck. Uh, yeah. One that always makes me laugh is um, there's a movie. I don't remember the lady in it, but a movie called How Stella Got Her Groove Back. And I remember seeing a cover for a porno. I never saw the porno, but I saw the cover for a porno, and it was basically a spoof of that called How Stella Got Her Grooves Packed. And I thought that was very creative. And uh, I never saw the movie, but I assume it's great. I assume it's a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, those play on words are um, pretty funny. Yeah. I think... uh, I watched one one time, um, like I had a 21st birthday, so like people were showing me some pornos, and it was like Robin Hood and uh, <laughs> yeah, butt sluts. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh man, Robin Hood. That's creative. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not bad. Yeah. So he he uh, robs from the rich and impregnates the poor. Yeah. All right. I like it. And immediately the the casting crew is probably like, shit, we're gonna have to figure out like a, um. A way to get like a, a Robin Hood costume somewhere. Yeah, yeah. This production Errol is going to require Flynn, like, an abundance of tights. Let's try to uh, get Errol Flynn. <laughs> Maybe <he'll, laughs> let's go dig him up. He'll make an appearance in Robin Hood. Yeah, let's go dig him yeah. up. I'm sure he can get a boner. He's a skeleton by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I remember seeing one. It was like a 
uh, a life, like like a real life version of Shrek. So everyone was painted green and they were wearing like fucking ogre costumes or whatever. And it was called Shriek. <laughs> I was like, that's really a stretch, man. Like, it's funny, but are you really going to watch a porn where everyone's like painted green and dressed up like a donkey and all that? Like, that's just weird. That's not sexy. It's funny, but uh, I don't know. That's a weird one to put time and money and, and effort into. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's semi that weird fetish where they like people to be dressed up like as cartoons and oh, shit like or whatever. Fur- furries, right? Cosplay. Fur- oh, yeah, furries. Okay, that's different. I was thinking of cosplay where it's like a thing to to dress up in costume where it's, I don't think cosplay is even always like porn or sex oriented. It's just people who really like wearing costumes, um, oh, whether or not okay. they're, you know, having sex or videotaping it or any of that. Um, but there is an element of that in porn to where it'll be like costumed porn, I guess. I don't know. You got to think of something when really do any guys care about the premise or the the plot or the dialogue or any of that? I mean, all of it's just kind of like, okay, I've got to get through this to get to the part where they fuck. Uh, that's really why guys are watching porn. Um, so why all the effort in cinematic development, writing, production, costumes? You're just taking them off anyway. Why is any of that necessary? I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and to, like, paint yourself green and then do it, um, that's like a problem of naming the porn before you actually create the porn. Just like create the porn and then name it. Don't like say, oh, we're going to make it like Shrek, but it's oh. going to be called Shriek and we're going to be. Yeah, that's one of oh, those that's where. genius. Yeah, someone thought of that. It was like, oh, dude, we should do a Shrek one called Shriek and we'll just dress everyone up like Shrek. Like, okay, uh, here's a bunch of money to do it. And then they're like, okay, so obviously we got to like get sh- ogre costumes and paint the people green like oh well this is getting weird i don't know it sounded funny yeah. in my head are we just but, supposed to have sex yeah i like, mean we just can we just bone like i don't really want to see a weird ogre chick getting railed that's weird uh that's not yeah. sexy at all although i bet shrek is packing heat he, he's he's pretty he's pretty buff so i bet he's uh i bet he's packing some heat he's hung like a donkey huh yeah no i'm sure the donkey is hung like a donkey but uh i'm sure shrek's not far off well, there's a reason that uh, Donkey is uh, friends with him, maybe. Uh, or ew. Okay. Eddie Murphy's yeah, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm suing you. I don't know what I was. Yeah, <laughs> you were going down a weird path. I just thought I'd stop <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, it's turned into gay Shrek. Abort. And <laughs> uh, animal porn. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, it turned into gay oh, Shrek. Back that up. Yeah, bestiality back Shrek. But is it really bestiality if Shrek's an ogre, like an ogre and a donkey? Is that bestiality? Shrek's not a person. Still, yeah, well, yeah. Or is that more like interspecies sex? It's not exactly bestiality like a human and anything else. Uh, If anything else has sex, like if a deer has sex with a raccoon, is that bestiality or is it just weird? I don't know. You're portraying too much knowledge in this area. All right. Oh, oh, the right right answer is I don't know. Bestiality is uh, doing it with somebody that you're something that you're not supposed to do it with, I think. Ah, uh, I no, know. I think bestiality is having sex with an animal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only like if a person has sex with an animal. Like if a Oh, right. Like if a hawk has but sex with a right. moose, I don't think it's bestiality. It's just impossible. Right. Or if a Shrek has sex with a donkey. I wonder what some of the weirdest sexual interactions between species has been. Like there has to be some weird example of a fox getting busy with a bear 
or something. Like, it sounds impossible and probably not, but somewhere in the middle there, uh, it has had to exist. Like, a fox and a dog, I'm sure, have, has happened at some point, right? They're so close um, that be, yeah. it must happen. Um, that I wonder how far that line goes where, like, a fox and a pig? Uh, I don't know. I, that probably hasn't happened. All right, let's walk it in a little bit more. Like, all right, so a fox and a wolf. Yeah, maybe. The wolf probably ate the fox afterwards. Um, but, uh, huh. Google that. Uh, what's the weirdest uh, sex Ooh, I don't between want that on my, two different my search history? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Derek. Come on, Megan's man. Megan's going to come in and be like, um... Horses and dogs having sex? What are you, what are you thinking of? I'm going to get you in trouble, dude. Very I'm going to have good. you Google some shit that I don't want in my search history. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Shit. Be like, Wait, how to make a nuclear computer. bomb in your garage. Google that, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> this is my work computer. I don't know if I want to start typing that in. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, probably but... not. They're going to be like, Derek, we need to talk. Uh, yeah. What you did isn't illegal. It's just really concerning. We're really concerned about your about you. Are you okay? Everything okay at home? They're going to have you one of those talks. You've been uh, looking up dick definitions a lot lately. I was looking and... up the definition of dick in the dick, and uh, uh, it really got me going down a weird path. Uh, I feel very confused. I feel very perplexed. I want to start doing that. That's uh, that's a great seg- That's a great reason to say dick and annoy people <laughs> um, instead of saying dictionary. How and often you can, you know, do you talk uh, about the dictionary anyway? What's that? How often do you talk about the dictionary anyway? Like, how often does that come up in conversation? I don't know that I've looked anything up in the dictionary in a really, really long time. Like, normally I'll just Google something. Like, if I don't know a word, uh, I'll Google it. And then usually Google, just by Googling one word, will default into the definition of it right there in the uh, above the search results, you know, which is a nice little tool. Um, do you even own a dictionary? Oh, I mean, do you even own a dick? Uh, no, I don't. Huh. I don't think I do own a dick. I don't either. Uh, yeah. I own a thesaurus. I have a pocket thesaurus. It's a very small thesaurus that I, that is, it's just sitting on my bookshelf with all my other books. I have no use for it, but I like that it's there. If I ever want to look up an alternative adjective or word, then I'll just, you know, I'll go to thesaurus.com or whatever and do it. And I, I have done that before when I'm trying to write or whatever, and I want some different colorful language or, uh, find some funny way to turn a phrase. Sometimes I'll look up. Uh, words on thesaurus. I enjoy that, but I don't know that I've actually opened my paper pocket thesaurus in a really, really long time. It's not your bathroom reading material? No. No, no. I read the dick in the bathroom. Oh, okay. No, I don't read in the bathroom. Do you read in the bathroom? Um, My phone. Yeah. Oh, kinda. yeah. That's not really reading. That's more like scrolling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like an actual magazine or whatever. Like sometimes you go into people's bathrooms and they have like a stack of magazines that's clearly used. And I always look at it like, I ain't touching that. Ew. That's yeah. fucking gross, man. Yeah, no way. Um, which, okay, I, I guess the real underlying truth there is that is a very rare thing for me, uh, pooping in someone else's or somewhere else's bathroom. I Maybe I'm weird, but I don't, poop anywhere but my house if i can at all avoid it like i will i will hold it until the point of pain to like so i can poop at home um unless i'm like at a hotel or traveling obviously but uh 
yeah, like if I'm at work, I will not poop at work. If I'm at an event, I'm just going to hold it all day long. I'm not going to go like in a porta potty or some public bathroom and take a dump. I just won't do it. Do you do that? What's your what's your what's your uh, position on pooping outside of the house? I'm the same way. I I can't perform outside the house, and if I, uh, yeah, I would just fight it. There's no way. Yeah, I need I need my own toilet toilet. Have you ever pooped in a porta potty? Oh hell no. 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 I don't think I have. I really don't think that I ever have, yeah. I feel bad. Like, I, I'm i on a lot of job sites and stuff for work, but I'm on and off a job site in just a couple of minutes or whatever, so I've never had to. I mean, I'll pee in a porta potty sometimes. I don't mind that, but I, I would never have to poop, and I just would not. I would fucking drive to a field and shit on the side of my truck if, uh, if I had to absolutely poop and couldn't make it home, which has never happened, but, uh, you know, the option's there in case. But I do feel bad uh, for— I guarantee you've peed on somebody's poop in a porta potty, though. Well, I mean, yeah. I always use the urinal, though. I don't like peeing into the into the toilet hole, which just goes all the way down yeah. into the poop reservoir below, and then it's just, yeah, you're just you're peeing on a bunch of poop, and just oh, dude, that that's disgusting. So if a porta potty has a urinal off to the side, I will stand in a weird, awkward angle, sideways, kind of a twisty thing, and pee into that urinal, uh, hands down. Then. And if there's a sink in there, would you wash your hands in the urinal sink? Uh, I've never seen a urinal with the sink inside of the urinal. Usually, at least out here, it's it, uh, the job sites are required to have urinals, uh, so many urinals for so many guys on a job, and they are required to provide a sink. So the sink is always this separate item, which is like a little pedestal with a foot pump, and it's got non-potable water in it, so there's always a sign like, don't drink the water, and I'm like, yeah, no worries. I uh, wasn't thinking about it. And... uh it's got like a little soap pump and you kind of pump your foot to get water out and sometimes they work sometimes they don't but uh yeah that's that's the uh, the porta potty sink requirement here in California at least oh yeah you guys got regulations for everything there must be six porta potties per job site uh no it's per number of guys estimated to be on a job at any given time so if you think you're going to have i don't know what the number is but say you know 50 guys on a job site then you're required to have 10 porta potties so that five guys can use those porta potties that are serviced once a month and the math works out to where there's enough potties for everyone and they won't overflow and uh i don't know become unsanitary or overflow poop everywhere yeah, it's kind of sad that they had to make a law for that. Huh? Well, yeah, because the the general contractors that are in charge of running the job are trying to pinch every penny. So they're not going to rent five porta potties for a job site when they're really trying to run thin margins. They're going to rent like, ah, maybe we'll get away with like one or two. And then they don't have enough porta potties for all the guys working on that job. Then guys just go pee on the fucking ground over by their truck or whatever, like I do. And then it becomes like a disgusting cesspool of human refuse. And that's unsanitary. And yeah, no one wants to work in, in a puddle of piss, you know, so uh, it's a good regulation. It's one of those uh, oversight rules that, that uh, I'm, 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 I'm cool with. It's cool. I don't really want to step in a puddle of pee when I'm walking around a job site. I appreciate it. Or you can be like, go use that Starbucks over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they appreciate that. You walk in and you're just like, uh, <laughs> I always pretend like I'm going to order something. But, oh, uh, as an afterthought, I'm just going to go use the restroom real quick and then I'll be right back. You know, you kind of do that through body language and 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 intentive, uh, like intentional gesturing. And then you kind of go pee and then the work's done. You don't even have to pretend anymore. You just kind of walk out like, yeah, see ya. Thanks sucker. You just walk out. Don't buy anything. (laughs) Just pissed in your bathroom and didn't buy anything. You're welcome. 
because the mo- most of the bathrooms are locked down over there, right? Uh, no, they're that's only like now. in bad neighborhoods where bums try to go in there and sleep. So if you're in a bad neighborhood, like if the Starbucks bathroom is locked, you're not in a good neighborhood. Um, or it's outdoors. Some Starbucks have like outdoor doors where, you know, the bathroom door is on the outside of the building. Those ones are usually locked. Um, on the inside, if you walk into an open Starbucks, then usually just walk right in the bathroom. They're not locked. But in a bad neighborhood, yeah. Isn't that great when it's outside and then uh, and then the guy at the counter gives you the key that's uh, on that big, long PVC pipe? Ugh. And you're just like, ew. Dude, <laughs> it's so disgusting. And then it's like, okay, yeah. so I'm just going to stand holding this like trash can lid with a key taped to it. Uh, like the whole time, or uh, and then you just set it on the floor in the bathroom, and then you think like, like the fucking guy before me did that, and I had to touch it. Like this is disgusting. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen it, that much yeah. anymore. Now it's usually a code. They tell you the code real quick. Like, oh, it's two 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 zero four. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, eh, weird. What a weird society. Well, we you live you in. must have your poop schedule like early in the morning, then, huh? I'd imagine because you're out all day. I, so like, I do poop. You just first can't. thing in the morning. Yes. Um. Almost as soon as I wake up. So my morning routine looks like I wake up, uh, I go in the bathroom and go pee. That first, like, just giant, huge, relieving pee. And then I weigh myself right after because I keep a calendar in my bathroom where I write down my weight every morning just to kind of track that. I think it's fun because I'm weird. Uh, uh, so I yeah. pee. I let let all that water wait out. Then I weigh myself, write it down, and then I go downstairs. And usually by the time I walk downstairs, uh, I feel the poop coming. And it's time to poop. I should poop before I weigh myself because I would probably weigh in a little bit lighter. But uh, by doing it this way, I get a consistent weight. It's usually uh, my body with no pee and a full bladder of poop uh, or a full colon of poop or wherever you store your poop. Uh, this is a very poop-rich episode. And, uh, and, poop and dick. Yeah, <laughs> poop. <laughs> That's what I'm naming <laughs> it, Derek. I'm just going to name it poop and dick. That's the episode. Yeah. Oh God. Poop and dick. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a highly rated episode. Everyone's gonna flock to our poop and dick show. Man. Dick might be D I C. Um, so what is it like? About twenty five percent into your coffee, your butt starts uh sounding the alarm. Uh actually I poop before I even make coffee normally. Wow. Yeah. But you get a you get another one after the coffee. Uh sometimes. Yeah, no, sometimes. So I normally wake up, poop, do my whole morning routine, work out, make breakfast, make coffee, drink coffee, get my boy ready uh, for the day, start his breakfast or get him dressed, do his whole potty routine. And then uh, then I'm off and running for the day. Well, my microphone just fell on me. Let me fix that. All right. Well, that was weird. Okay. Uh, then I'm off and running for the day, and um, I just don't poop for the whole day and my butt's used to the routine so I really don't even feel like I have to poop at all through the day but by the time I get home my my butt like sees my house as I'm turning the corner on our street oh, and yeah. as soon uh-huh. as I see the house my butt's like yeah yeah and my butt knows it's time Isn't to poop when funny? I'm coming home like whatever time it is whether it's two o'clock or seven o'clock my butt's totally fine until it sees my house and then it's just like oh yeah poop time yeah and then you start walking in the door and you're you Sometimes you have to run to that toilet because you're like your butt's like okay, I know what time it is. You can't fuck with me now. Yep, you, we're we're gonna poop in uh, thirty seconds. The poop is coming out, so it's up to you whether you want to like get a drink of water or you want to run right to the bathroom. But I would suggest that you run right to the bathroom. Yeah, whatever you whatever you decide. I'm pooping in thirty seconds, so you can do whatever you want wherever you decide to be when that when that timer 
goes off. Uh, I'm pooping. So the rest is up to you. Your butt's like, hey, it's on you, bud. Yeah, it's funny how it just starts uh, you know, Starts getting comfortable. We've talked about that before, and then the devastating reality mm-hmm. realization of going into the bathroom, your butt's just fucking ready to rock, and then you look down and there's no toilet paper or no wipes, and you're like, oh, no. Uh, then you have to stop what you're doing, and for me, I, I stupidly keep all of our spare toilet paper and wipes in a cabinet down the hall, so I have to leave the bathroom uh, do that walk of shame where my like pants are down around my ankles and I'm scooting around half hunched over. <laughs> squatty yeah, walkie. that squatty walk because <laughs> stuff's already happening or about to happen. And then I got to go fish out a freaking roll of toilet paper or a pack of wipes or whatever from the cabinet down the hall and squatty walk back to the bathroom and sit down. And by then my butt's just mad at me. It's like, dude, we should have been halfway done by now. Like, how dare you not be prepared for what we all know is coming? There is no excuse. Uh, for being surprised by this. And I, and I, I take full responsibility. It's entirely my fault. I should have been more prepared. I'm sorry, bud. Well, we've all done the scream out to the, um, to the larger living room <laughs> to get the kids to, Hey, can you get me some toilet paper? Uh, that's love right there. That's true love. Oh man. See, I can't wait till I get there. My boys are too young where I can't, I can't do that because then my one year old will come bursting into the bathroom and want to just grab everything. Uh, my three-year-old will not go get me toilet paper. That's just not going to happen. He doesn't know where it is, actually. So I think he would in principle, but uh, he, he, he can't get to it, which is, again, my fault. I should make my toilet paper more accessible to both myself and my helpful three-year-old son. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't reached a point in my life where I can just crack the door and yell, hey, give me some toilet paper. It's a good place to be. I envy you. Yeah. You've really set yourself up for a nice, uh, convenient life. Thank you. What What else does your daughter do for you that's, like, super helpful? Where you're just like, yeah, that's why I had kids right there. Um, let's see. Uh, I do most things for her. Well, she'll, she'll go get me something if I say, hey, um, can you go get some something downstairs? Or, like, if I'm doing dishes, this is the big one. I say, can you go around the entire house and round up all the dirty dishes and then bring them to me? She's like, yeah, sure. Oh, that's pretty great. So she does that. Yeah. Wow, so she's like your busboy. Does she walk around with like that little plastic bin thing? No, no, but she does carry sometimes too many in one hand in their glass, and I'm like, eh, don't do that. Yeah, yeah, just um, make two trips. Don't try to impress me. Yeah, but I did recently get a lot of containers recently, so like I... You know, one thing that I found getting older is that organization is like fucking awesome. Uh huh. And I, I'm starting to feel like a big boy with big boy pants now that I'm starting to organize my shit uh-huh. more and not just having shit strewed all over the place. Uh-huh. And like buying, like when I go to Home Depot or wherever now, like I'll just buy like different sizes of organizational bins and I'll just have them, you yeah. know, because. There, you always need to throw something in the, those motherfuckers. Yeah, you and know? you don't you're always like, need nah. a giant one. Like some things you don't yeah. have enough of, um, and you're just like, oh, a small bin would suffice for my small collection of barbecue spatulas or whatever it is. I don't need a huge bin for that, but here's a perfectly sized bin for my uh, six barbecue spatulas. Exactly, yeah. So uh-huh. I just like pre-buy them, and then I'm like, I, I look at a mess somewhere mm-hmm. where like under a counter or something, I have a bunch of shit and I'm like, you know what? I can organize all that shit into a container. Nice. And, uh, or like all my, my medicine cabinet, like instead of having it just all willy nilly, 
so it's falling down all the time, you know, I can put a little container in there, put them in a container and they won't fall, you know, I mean, just little shit like that. Yeah. But it's, I just <clears throat> feel like I've broken a barrier now where I'm like, wow, not a kid anymore. Like I'm an organizer. Wow. Well, congratulations. That's a great place to be. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help or it doesn't hurt also that now you have a lot of space. Like you, yeah. you, well, you were, you were coming from a house, although it was an older house, so they don't really have a lot of storage or extra space in older homes. But before that you were coming out of like a condo or an apartment where there's fucking no space. Um, but now you've got this sizable property with like a real house and a detached garage and, and you've actually got space to organize. So that's a really nice thing. Um, Cause space is uh fuck man square footage is is where it's at dude uh you get a little alone time you've got your little man cave out there where you can just go out there live in your own little world you got plenty of space to store shit uh that's nice that really contributes to your happiness I think for most people where when like clutter makes you feel anxious and depressed and it just makes you feel like a like a fuck up um yeah, but then when you get all your is. shit together you know you're just like yeah look at that. Uh, I know where that thing is. It's in this bin over here. You slide it out, you pull it out, put the bin back in the in the rack. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's how adults do it. I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult. It's, I knew exactly it's where so that true. fucking uh, extension cord was. I got you. Yeah. And I still have a bunch of shit like strewn like on. I have one shelf, big long shelf in the man cave that just has a bunch of garbage on it. Is that one behind that you up. with the Buddha yeah. on it? Because that one looks nice and clean. No, no, that one is pretty clean. Um, I don't have anything on that one, but I kind of removed things on that. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that. But um, it's on the other side. It's, like, behind the bar. And I want to put, like, uh, have, like, a nice shelf where I can put, like, all the liquors up there mm. and maybe, like, have, like, a, a mirror behind it. So, like, not only is it just my liquor, but it's a reflection of my liquor. Ooh, it too. looks like you have twice yeah. as much liquor. It looks like you got a lot of liquor I over like there. that, no, the optical illusion. Yeah, that's how to do it. Um, so I want to get that all set up, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit that I gotta like organize and yeah. put in some containers. Um, but no, it just you're right. It just feels great uh -huh. to get it all all put away in containers. You know, I kind of feel like I'm starting to be like my dad, who's like, I go to his house and everything is like completely put away in the right place, and um, you know, it's just it's a nice feeling. It is. It's a good feeling. It is. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had that for a long time, uh, and then we had kids, and our lives or our house has become just a fucking train wreck. Um, but I guess that's kind of normal. So we both try to just relax and just let it be. I mean, there's toys everywhere. It's there's never time to like put things away properly. So stuff is just in stupid places, and um, it's just the way it is right now with young kids and chasing them around all the time. But soon I will get our shit back together. I'm, uh, first, I'm going to start by putting my garage back together. Uh, I've had like nice steel storage racks all over the garage and overhead um, overhead storage racks put in and all that. So it's ripe and ready for good organization. And I've got a lot of bins and all that's there. It's just become a mess. But uh, soon I'm going to put that all back together and it's going to feel good. I hate the way it feels now, but I can easily just tell me like, look, dude, this is just where it's at. You decided to be at this point in your life. So fucking live in it. And uh the time will come soon where I can put it all back together. And I'm getting close to it, but uh, I really can't wait to get my shit back together. No, it is hard when you have kids. Yeah. You got 
they got a shit ton of toys. I'm sure anything they want, it's kind of hard not to get yeah. it when you're a dad. Yeah. No, like you, you know. Well, we find you a, can't say no, and we hate, we, we keep ha- and then other people do like on their birthdays or Christmases or whatever. They get so many gifts from other people that it's not just the large amount of stuff that we get for them. It becomes an insane amount of things that everybody gets for them, and we try to minimize their accessible toys at any given time. So my my boys own like eight ride-on toys, like a little ride-on dog and a little ride-on spaceship and little things they can sit on and push around. They push buttons and it plays music, right? Just ride-on toys. And uh, I can't just leave eight fucking ride-on toys out there. They'll look like a a rapper's driveway or something, you know? It's just insane to have that many right there and accessible. So we put them away— and then we just bring out one or two at a time. And then uh, at some point when they're asleep, we'll just kind of switch them. And then when they come in in the morning, it'll be like a new ride-on toy. They're like, oh, sweet, the spaceship car, you know, and they get to drive that around. It's got some freshness and newness to it. And I think it makes them appreciate and enjoy each piece more than if all eight were just sitting there parked, ready to play with at all times. Yeah, that's a great trick to do. And and it's nice to have the space where you can hide yeah, them, too. Yeah, true. Yeah, so we just kind of put them away in, in the garage or the office or whatever. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, but that's part of why our house is such a fucking mess is, like, in the office, we've got uh, seven ride-on cars parked in there, and we rotate them with the one or two that are out in the living room or in the play area. Um, but that's okay. Like, yeah, it's chaotic, and it's in our way, and I just stub my toe on it for the 43rd time. But fuck it. The kids are happy. They're having fun. Yeah, Esme had, like, uh, so many damn toys that, and she's a pack rat too. Uh, like she doesn't want to get rid of any. Oh, really? Yeah. I. She asked me like, so like I sold one of my cars before we uh, moved out here. Uh huh. And <laughs> like a year, like a year, year and a half later, she said, "Daddy, you know that silver car that we had?" I'm like, yeah. Was there any of my toys in the trunk? <laughs> oh yeah, you told me that story. That's a <laughs> yeah. great story. She's just like thinking like a about year and it. And a half later, dude. Yeah, she's like, she's like she's really concerned that there was something in there. Of hers. <laughs> she was probably like looking for something and then couldn't find it anywhere. And then she's like, "Oh, I know what happened. Dad sold that yeah. car. I bet it was in the back of that car. I bet he sold my favorite Barbie. Damn that guy. <laughs> it was probably like something like that." Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. So we ask her, like, hey, can we get rid of this? Can we give it? And, you know, we try to frame it like, oh, another child might need this that doesn't have a toy. Can we give it to her? Um, no. <laughs> just like, want to keep that. That kid can get his <laughs> own toys. Like, honey, you haven't touched this in two years. It's just sitting here collecting dust. Like, eh, no, I want it there. I want to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to play with it? No. No, I'm good. I just, I want it there. I want to leave it right there. Okay. All right. Do you ever just get rid of stuff when she's not looking? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, she won't listen to it with all the dick talking in here. Thank she'll be replaying um, this on a uh, psychiatrist couch one day, like, my dad used to <laughs> rob my toys in the night and throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, listen to how immature he was. Um <laughs> If she makes it this far, she's she's got a pretty strong stomach. (laughs) I think we've filtered out all the squeamish ones by now. Yeah. 
Oh man. Uh, no, but yeah, we, I definitely do. I mean, it, it's hard sometimes. Sometimes you'll come up like on a on a drawing or something that she did and you're just like, "Ooh, I'm going to throw that motherfucker out." And then you look at it and like, "Wow, well, that's a really cute horse that she did. She spent a lot of time on that. I can't throw that out." So, uh it's it's tough sometimes, but um yeah. I'm getting better at just like chucking shit. Uh, but also organization like drawings, it's just a piece of paper. Those just need to be filed away well cuz those are really fun to go go through together one time when she's a teenager or an adult later in life, like kind of go through her old kid drawing box and then she gets to go back and see her little drawing of a horsey when she was five you know and all that that's pretty cool yeah um but there's certainly not enough wall space for all of the art that is uh produced by the kids our, our older boy is starting to paint uh almost daily so most days when i come home from work he's got a new painting that he made that day and i'm in love with it i think they're awesome uh and i want to hang them all up but we certainly don't have enough wall space to hang them all up, you know, so it becomes a little bit of a Sophie's choice. Like, all right, which one will be hung up? Because they can't all be hung up, but I really, I can't get rid of them. So they end up just kind of sitting on, on the, uh, we have a, like a formal dining room that we never, uh, use because we don't have formal dinners. Um, but we have this giant, long formal dining table in a formal dining room that, uh, it just really, it becomes like a paint drying platform. Uh, so he'll paint things and it lays on that table for a while. And then we, hang it up or file it away or do whatever, but I can't bring myself to throw any of them away. Is your fridge like mine just covered with shit? Our fridge is not magnetic. It's a stainless steel fridge, so magnets don't stick to it. So no, our refrigerator is pristine. Oh, wow. Kind of jealous. You have a magnetic refrigerator? Yeah, I do. Get a stainless one. I thought stainless steel was magnetic. No. I don't know. I thought I thought ours was stainless steel, but I guess not. No, no, no. Thanks, it's, Mike. It's not magnetic. Uh, the side of it is, so we put like magnets and shit like down the side, the actual like body of the refrigerator, but the, the doors that are, are, are sheathed in, uh, stainless steel fucking sheets or whatever, that, that part's not magnetic. How is steel not magnetic? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't a magnet just stick to metal? I am not a metallurgist. I don't know. I just know when I put a magnet on my refrigerator, it falls on the floor. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's uh, the extent of my research. I'm questioning whether your steel your fridge is actually steel. Oh, maybe it's like maybe it's like stainless steel printed plastic paneling or something. Yeah, that's probably it. That's, that's fine. Good refrigerator looks yeah. good. No, we hang all their artwork up in the playroom, uh, so we'll put it up on the walls and stuff. But there's not that much wall space, um, so it's uh, it's always a little bit of a, a shuffle. But that's fine. It's fun to like move around, keep them fresh, all that kind of stuff. I enjoy it. Yeah, they want everything hung up. Yeah, yeah, they feel very proud of it, and I love that. We'll walk in, and I'll just I'll I'll walk into the playroom with them or something, and then I'll just act like I saw it again for the first time. Like, oh, look at that! It's so amazing! You did such a great job on that. I'll make a big deal about it again, and it feels all proud and all that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> love that shit. Yeah, it is super. Cute. Oh man! All right. Well, we have taken a long journey through uh, disgusting topics. And then some heartwarming topics about appreciating our kids' uh, artistic abilities. So I don't know if anyone will ever hear that portion because I feel like we've uh, um, got them to a pretty uh, grossed-out state by then. Although um, I think a lot of people who would listen to our podcast probably have our similar sixth sense of humor, so maybe people do enjoy it. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. Yeah, yeah. And I got a new word. Dick? To, to annoy my wife with and it's the short form of dictionary all right 
So next time she says we'll something, look it up in the dick. Or you, you, you it's like you purposely use like ridiculously unnecessary, long, complicated words. And when she looks at you weird, just go look it up in the dick. <laughs> like, like as if it's just. Oh, I love to annoy uh, her so much. Like that's that. what everyone oh, says, yeah, right? Just look it up in the dick. That's what I do. Yeah, look it up in the it's dick. Like, what do you mean the dick? Be like, yeah, that's it's common slang. Uh, you can look that up in the dick too, but super normal check, to call the dictionary check. a dick. That's what people do. You're weird for thinking it's weird. The dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, brother. Great, cool, great bro. talking to you, All man. Right, man. This is a super fun one. And uh, yeah. have a great rest of the day. You know what I'm interested in? Buttholes. Hey, this is Mike. Thanks so much for joining us. We really hope you're enjoying the show. Derek and I have a hell of a time doing it for you. Um, if you want to support the show, we'd really appreciate it. You can do that by following the podcast on your podcast app. And on most podcast apps, if you click that little bell icon thing, that'll give you a notification on your phone every time we put out a new episode. So that's pretty cool. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter if you want to tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, suggest a topic for a show, or just talk shit, whatever you want to do. That's cool. Our Twitter handle is at Derek and Mike Pod. Or you can always hit us up on our website, DerekandMike.com. Thanks again for listening. We really, really do appreciate you, and we look forward to talking to you next time.